Hi guys, I'm Kevin Tao, and with me today is my partner, Willie Lee. What's up guys, I'm Willie. Today, we will investigate and imagine what will happen if a natural event wiped out all computer records and electronics would never work again. What? No way. How will we survive in the world without electronics? I can't even live without Instagram for a single minute of my life. Well, same for me. Could you imagine living in the 19th or 20th century when there were no TVs, phones, and computers? Man, I can't live without these things. Life's going to be so tedious. I actually just read an article a few days ago that has provided me with some great insight into how profoundly these electronics and technologies have impacted us in the past decades. Oh, interesting. What did it talk about? Um, it was a feature journalism titled Our World with No Internet, What Would Happen? Published on the website inch.org by Jay Moon. It investigated a what-if situation similar to the one we're discussing today, which is what would happen to the world if the internet went out. The impact at which the author described was stunning to me. Do you know that 85% of Americans use the internet in some way or another? Without the internet, social media will vanish, transportation systems will be affected, the global economy will be impacted, and almost all services available to mankind will be wiped out because we're so reliant on the internet nowadays. Wow, the number of people who rely on the internet is way more than what I was expecting. It definitely shows our dependence on electronics nowadays. Actually, I found some interesting statistics online before today as well. Oh, really? I guess I'm not the only one who did research on today's podcast. Yep. According to a Pew Research Center survey conducted on the American population recently, 97% of Americans own a cell phone, 77% of Americans own a desktop computer, and 53% of Americans own a tablet computer. Also, 85% of Americans own a smartphone, which is up from just 35% in Pew Research Center first survey of smartphone ownership conducted in 2011. Whoa, I'm lost for words. I'm not done yet. According to another survey conducted by Pew Research Center on the American population recently, 85% of Americans go online on a daily basis. Within that 85%, 31% report going online almost constantly, and 40 48% report going online several times a day, and 6% of them report going online about once a day. This is stunning. These statistics just further emphasize our dependency on electronics. I know. It was not only until these statistics got presented right in front of me that I realized how profoundly electronics and technologies have shaped and impacted us in the past century. In fact, we had the honor to interview two experts from this field to provide us with valuable insights and perspectives that allow us to dig deeper into this topic. Now. Let's take a quick break, and we will jump right into it once we are back. Get excited! It would be pretty devastating, the, the immediate impact. A lot of people think, well, they, you know, maybe cell phones will work, or uh, you won't have light, refrigeration, um, but you'd have to look at your basic requirements of life, food and water, uh, water would not be available. Um, you'd have to rely on um, bottled water if you had any. 
um, food, you wouldn't have any refrigeration, so any refrigerated food would spoil. Um, you're, uh, you'd be reliant on canned food um, and stored food like that. Um, so I think if you're in a major metropolitan city, the social structure of society would probably fall apart very quickly just because of the, um, the crisis of not being able to have access to food and water. Um, so it, to me, it would be just a frightening experience. This is Greg Bocard, a data and voice communication engineer, expressing his concern on what will happen if all electronics disappear. Indeed, living without electronics will be difficult, especially for those living in high population density areas. Greg also mentions that we had to consider how society will react and how people will deal with it. I think it would definitely cause violence. Uh, you know, I could definitely see that. You'd have civil riots um, just for people out of desperation. Um, people that would be able to um, probably survive that type of event, you would have to go to like a what would be called a agrarian society, a farming society. And even then, a lot of um, modern farms do rely on electricity so um they wouldn't have that technology available to them they'd have to go to manual technology in fact having supply shortages and civil riots are not the only impacts caused by the power outage and the disappearance of technologies and electronics a lot of our banking institutions rely on um, electronic transactions, even in our everyday lives, we often, especially since COVID, have started to see paying in cash go away, and we're moving more towards um, Apple Pay or Venmo, or even using credit and debit cards, which all rely on the ability to talk to um, our bank account. This is Catherine Beechenor, an AP macroeconomics and microeconomics teacher at Portola High School. Although the role of electronics and technologies in the global economy is becoming increasingly important, Catherine believed that there won't be a significant impact on the global economy in the short term if all electronics were to never work again. Around 9-11, when our government started to also think this thought, what if um, something were to interrupt our economic transactions with internets going down or something happened with the electronics, um, and it was interesting. They actually found short-term there isn't a, a, a significant impact to the economy. However, Catherine did believe that there would be a significant impact in the long run. But I would imagine long-term impacts would actually be drastic. We would definitely, I believe, revert back to um, sort of a semi-barter system. Um, I would envision that cash would still be in the preferred use of currency, and then those that have cash within a very high place in society or those who have access to cash. Um, but I also do think that over time that cash might become replaced with other forms of payment, either trading off um, sort of, I'll do this for you if you do that for me. Um, and then I can also envision that debts prior to this crash would become obsolete right now because it's not a very good way to keep track of them. But debts moving forward would start to come back into our society and play a role. Um, so I see this long term reverting to sort of a water system and still sort of keeping track of who owes and what 
And I think definitely nations would still have a, a trade system because we've seen that happen 1500, 1600, 1700. Like these were powerful nations and they had trade with one another. It was just more paper and pencil sort of keeping track of my balance of payments. Now an important question arises. How does a barter system, like what Catherine Beechnor mentioned, operate? How do the people back then make this bartering system work? Yeah, so money, for something to be considered money, it has to have certain functions. Mm-hmm. And one of the functions of money can be a means to pay someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in this time period, they actually did tie money to physical gold and currency, mm-hmm. um, which in our modern age, we don't do that anymore. But back then it was a prominent system, especially in those countries um, that were more developed. But what would happen is they would use the gold or currency and create coins out of them and then pay people just like we would normally with cash. Mm -hmm. The only thing is we do electronic banking and electronic payments. So that wasn't there. It was someone keeping an accounting record. These are these person's assets. These are these person's liabilities. And oftentimes people didn't keep their money in a bank. It was more of a personal keeping track of your own finances. Um, so I believe that would we would definitely revert back to a barter, barter system similar to that. And if cash becomes not a means of payment, a function of a medium of exchange, I could see us moving to something um, maybe like shells or trading skills um, as another function to pay someone. The barter system is an interesting system indeed. But to ensure the global economy still operates efficiently under such a system and without electronics and technologies, the governments and organizations worldwide need to take action. Yeah, I definitely think in the short run, it might be a shock to each individual nation and we might see some turn inward um, and the global economy might come to a stagnant point for in the short run, but I do believe in the long run. We would see um, nations coming together more. Um, it would definitely be more trans uh, communication, paper and pencil, ships and vessels would still be able to operate just like they did back in the time period I mentioned before. Um, so I would see that nations would have to really open the lines of communication and be more transparent with one another about the goods and services that they had and the forms of payment they were willing to accept. Um, or not accept. But I do um, think that the global economy in the long run would definitely come back. Nations would trade with one another because each nation has a comparative advantage and a good or service that another nation can't produce given their limited resources. But the global economy's recovery will only be a smart part of the whole rebuilding process in the long run. There are many other things that government and organizations worldwide need to consider to rebuild the society they created in the past century. You'd have to essentially reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's like you don't you may have the wheel, but you have to reinvent electricity. Yeah. Um, so you have to get the raw materials. You have to. Uh, find a way to manufacture that and maybe 3d printing might be possible it took us i don't know what in the 50s is when we started with uh, really advancing computer technology um the 80s 90s it probably took the next level so you know if you're lucky maybe 10 years um you know thinking that you could start with uh, 
if you're starting from scratch, but you kind of had a framework of where to go, that you might compress that. But it's to get the computer to rebuild the computer without computer software. I mean, it's just incrementally. It would take incremental steps. You have to build the computer, get the information, build a better chip, <laughs> and then exponentially getting better than that. So it would take some time. Wow, it'll definitely take some time and effort to rebuild the technological and electrical industry we have created in the last century. I hope this will never happen to our society in the future. But still, we have to be a hundred twenty percent prepared for the uncertainty ahead of us. And to do that, we have to be aware of the possible changes that a lack of electronics will bring to us. In the next segment, we'll be sharing a short story that took place when all the electronics were wiped out. Yo, where are you going? You know the trail. Going to the town to trace some of our clothes for water and beef. All the meaner basements spoiled. We should have roasted and eaten them before they went bad a couple days ago. I also passed by the post office to drop some mail for our grandparents. Can you also get some toys for me, please? Sorry, young boy. We need matches and fire locks to light up our house. Come on, you know better. Those toys are too expensive for us. Each of them costs five chickens. It's ridiculous. Fine. Be back before sunset, though. Otherwise, it'll be too dark outside, and you won't be able to find the way home. I know, I know. Also, I think the riot suit hasn't stopped since it started when all the electronics were wiped out three months ago. I don't see how it will end tonight. So, I'll definitely try to come back home as soon as possible. Okay, I should get going. I'll be back later tonight. This will do it for our podcast today. Thank you for listening. Today's podcast is produced by Kevin Tao and Willie Lee. If you want to learn more about this topic, you can contact us via email or just give us a call. We love hearing your ideas. Thank you so much for listening.